Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. I'm your host, Marcus Engel, and this is the podcast where I teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. So today, as often happens, I have with me in the studio, the lovely and talented Hotness. Hi. Good morning good, good morning afternoon, afternoon. good yeah. day good day good day sounds that like sounds australian mary poppins or something oh yeah that too and <laughs> as as murphy's law would predict it as soon as we hit record for this episode uh the landscaping people show up outside so there's all kinds of weed eaters and mowers and blowers and other things outside. So we apologize if there's a little bit of extra background noise today. So how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Speaking of the landscapers, we just got back from um, Arizona Mm -hmm. and uh, there's like no landscapers. It's a very different landscapers. Uh, Yes. The jungles of Florida versus the desert of Arizona. Very, very different uh, landscape. Yeah, Yeah, most certainly. The whole, the entire hotel property was like a Bear, it was incredibly landscaped, but no grass. Yeah, so so here's here's a little issue. Uh, people ask about traveling with Elliot, my CNI dog, and typically it's 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 no problem. You know, typically there's not a problem uh, with with taking my dog anywhere, and and this was fine too. The only problem is is out in the desert and especially at this resort where the conference was being held it is extremely beautifully manicured perfectly uh perfectly landscaped and being the desert there's not a lot of grass around and so we had to search pretty high and low uh for a place for elliot to park by the way park is a word that means pee and poop. It's just uh, whenever we say I'm taking the dog out to park or we say it's park time for the dog, that means it's time for him to go out and have a bio break. So uh, find a tree, find a tree, find a blade of grass, which is pretty difficult to do in the desert. So, but we got through it. We got through it. We did it. Find a tree. I want, I have to, I want to talk about this morning, something that was referenced a few times at this conference that was that just kind of cracked my heart a little bit in the, in the best way um they talked about the importance always but especially right now of safe spaces you know um that so many people are finding fewer and fewer safe spaces and the way they um were interpreting that is with the friction that's happening um, so acutely right now is we feel afraid to talk about how we feel almost anywhere. Yeah. And when you say the friction that's happening right now, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you're referring to the overall issues that we as a society are seeming to face here in the waning days of the pandemic. Is that correct? The increased amount of violence against healthcare professionals, the increased amount of violence in our society that's coming into our hospitals. Yes, but I think it's even bigger than that. I think it's political, environmental, 
uh, in the hospitals, but but you don't have to be working in a hospital to be feeling this. I think just if you've got a view about anything, um, someone has a different view about that. And uh, it we- can become tense to talk in your home, um, in public, anywhere, and someone has a very strong, different opinion. Um, what you're experiencing, someone's experiencing something very different, and there's your your you expect a clash anywhere you go, anywhere you feel. It's extremely acute if you do work in a hospital setting, because what you experience firsthand, other people aren't experiencing. Yeah, that that was an interesting point that we heard a couple of thought leaders make that that these difficulties, this rub. Um, is is not just happening between patients and caregivers. It's happening between human beings, right? We we are we have um, we've kind of gotten into this echo chamber over the last couple of years. Of we we listen to the people that agree with us, and we don't listen to the people that don't. And whenever we have such a I'm not sure dichotomous is the right word, but but uh, such an extreme, it, it draws people into more extremes. And whenever we feel like we're at the extremes, we it really sets up a you're either for us or against us kind of mentality. And when we see ourselves as as being on one team and other people that don't share our same viewpoints as another team, boy, that is not a time for compassion. That's, or I shouldn't say that's not a time for compassion. That is the time for compassion, but it's a time when we, when we start to, uh, start to see our own identity reflected back to us. And so I, 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 I hope that, that it reminds us to take a step back and to realize the different levels of complexity and complication that human beings are, right? We are not wholly one way or wholly a W-H-O-L-L-Y. I hope that's how you spell holy. Um, <laughs> wholly another way, right? We, we are, it, everything is not black and white. There are most certainly shades of gray. However, that's kind of hard to see these days. It, it is. And it- and it's exhausting to not feel safe. It living in a place where you don't feel safe physically, where you don't feel safe emotionally, where you feel like, um, I just don't, you know, I don't feel like I can be me. I don't feel like I have the ability to speak without being censored or yelled at or disagreed with, right? Yes. Yes. So I think it made me think about this concept of, okay, maybe for a moment switch. I can't be, I can't talk to, okay, can I be a safe place emotionally for someone else? Can I be a safe place emotionally for someone else? Obviously that is so important in the world of healthcare, uh, but it's not just in healthcare, right? It, it, it's, exactly. it's throughout our society. It's in our interactions with this, the people around our dinner table. It's in interactions with the people that we work with, the people that we're 
sitting at a traffic signal with, right? How can we how can we sit in that moment of non-judgment, right? I, one of my of yeah, one of my one of my favorite definitions of compassion is non-judgmental awareness. Non-judgmental awareness. And it's it's hard it's hard not to judge. It's really, really, really difficult not to judge. In fact, um, one of my heroes, the psychologist Carl Jung, uh, has a quote where he says, thinking is hard. That's why most people judge. Man. Thinking is hard. That's why most people judge. And I, I, I often reflect on that whenever I start feeling too judgy. I realize that there's that I haven't put enough intellectual processing into this idea yet uh, and I'm stuck in a moment of judgment. If we want to move into an area of compassion, of empathy, of support, of understanding, of humanity and love, we have to really be aware of judgment we have to be aware of judgment and judgment. and stepping back and it's hard it's hard it's oh hard not to judge i mean i'm judging things right now aren't you oh all the time okay i'm judging right now that my butt hurts from sitting yep. on this stool mm -hmm. for too long right i'm judging that it's a little too hot in this room for me i'm judging that i'm hungry and i'm kind of mad at myself that i didn't eat before i sat down to record podcasts today <laughs> um so so there there are so many ways that we can judge almost without even thinking about it. And that's why it is important to think, to take it a step further and ask the question, what if there's another side to this story? Right. And and obviously we're not in any way suggesting become a, a, a doormat or, you know, obviously there's a line where you don't become a... Um, You're not a victim of abuse, of correct. course. Right. Absolutely. There's, there's lines and limits and parameters. But in some cases, in healthy cases, what if we stop and change the language and become curious of other people's opinions oh. and become a safe place for another person's opinion and go, okay, today I won't, I'll let you have the safe place and maybe tomorrow you'll let me have a safe place. Right. I'm going to tell you a, a little story, and, it, and it, it's a little different than what we're talking about here, but you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. When we were, we were recently on um, sitting at the gate at an airport, and there was another passenger who was seated literally inches away from us who must have talked for 10 or 15 minutes, barely stopping to break a line in her monologue, much less to breathe. And every single thing she said for five or 10 minutes was just nonstop talk with conspiracy theories. It was really inappropriate. And she's telling it to all these people around her who she has no idea of. And it's getting into political stuff and it's getting into vaccine stuff and child trafficking and all these kinds of things. And, and I, just, I just thought, I have to say to this woman, I, I don't have to say anything. I just have to sit here and say, I'm not going to get 
upset. I'm not going to get aggravated. I'm just going to let this individual have their time to talk. I don't have to set people straight. That's something that I'm, I'm getting familiar with at this point in my life. Uh, not needing to set people straight, not needing to set people straight. Maybe that's stepping out of judgment and stepping into awareness, but I don't need to set people straight anymore. Right now, what I want to do is to try to walk in as much love and compassion and understanding as I can. And sometimes when you can't do anything else, you can just stay silent. You can just stay silent. Sometimes. Sometimes. And, and you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if when I'm telling you how I feel about something terrible that I'm feeling, um, and I'm not talking about personally, but when I'm telling you about something that I'm upset and, you know, just, if you don't come come back at me with why I'm wrong about it, you just ask me, you know, oh, man, that's... What's, what's wrong with saying that sounds really hard? That sounds really tough. That must be really tough for you. That must be difficult. How can I help? How can or, I help? Or whatever it is. Um, wouldn't, I, I think, um, you know, I, I can think of all the times I don't do that well. You know, that I sit ready to go, well, you know. If you had just done X, Y, Z, you wouldn't this, have or, this problem, Or right? that's really not right. right. Studies have shown. <laughs> we get into victim blaming. We get into victim um, blaming. But we've got so many people who don't feel safe to talk about how they feel. And it really, I think, challenged me to think of all the times I haven't done well with that. And that's not acting in the best compassion for people I actually care about. Um, but let's go back to that definition of compassion, of non-judgmental awareness. You are aware, maybe not in the moment, but you're aware later. Maybe I didn't give that person the emotional safety, the mental safety and space to be able to express themselves. Because I was, I was too concerned about trying to help them fix their problem. That's a very male thing to do. <laughs> I will accept that. That as uh, I think it's a tendency of men. It's like if you hear about a problem, you're like, well, here's a way to fix it. Not Instead only men. Of, yeah, true. Uh, you know, here's, here's a way to fix that. And a lot of times people don't need fixing. They just need somebody to listen. They just need somebody to listen. And I think most of us know that intellectually. It's just harder to put it into practice from time to time. So... So we want to encourage you to, to practice non-judgmental awareness, to walk in compassion, to, to realize that, that if you don't have something nice to say, <laughs> maybe you can just keep silent. Maybe we learned that, that little from, kindergarten was lesson. Was that from Bambi or was it Thumper or Skunk or I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember Skunk, my his name was Flower. <laughs> but, <laughs> God, apparently I'm not up on my Disney movies. All right. Well, so everybody, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Compassion and Courage. Uh, I'm your host, Marcus Engel, and with me is the hotness Engel, uh, Marveline. And this is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, 
inspire resilience, and provide perspective. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has subscribed and rated and reviewed and shared the podcast. Uh, It's your feedback that keeps us going. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time on Compassion and Courage. Thank you.